thank you for joining us on Love That VoiceOver, where we explore the people and projects behind the microphone in depth. This is Kay Bess, voice of the Tennis Channel, and the Property Brothers, seasons one through four on HGTV. Keep listening to Love That VoiceOver with Love That Rebecca, and I love that Rebecca. All right, this is the third episode with the fantastic Mr. Bill Holmes. Thank you. And we left off at the last episode really kind of with a cliffhanger, yeah. and that is the state of the state, the state yeah. of voiceover and the whole new paradigm, which means well, we're really in a digital world. People have their home studios, and there's a whole hell of a lot of different kinds of competition. Even if there was competition before, it's different. Well, it's just, as I said earlier, it's a numbers game. Back in the day... When I was auditioning in Los Angeles, when I first came out here, this was 28 some years ago, if I would go into my agent's office, chances are I'm auditioning against maybe two or 300 people. Because if my agent had it, the other LA agents had it too. Right. Okay. With the, if I would go into a place like the VoiceCaster, um, chances are I'm only auditioning against you know, maybe 70 people over a couple of days. So my odds are better that I will book that job right. okay these days you have the internet and you have voices.com and voice one two three and real time voice bank voicebank.net got all this stuff that now i'm i am competing against two thousand people three thousand people maybe because if la has it new york has it seattle has it chicago, chicago has, has it. it i mean i have agents all over the country now right in order to to help me find those regional things that I normally wouldn't find. Luckily, I own my own studio. It's, I mean, this is not a home studio. It's a studio. Right. So I can, you know, send them professional quality things for the audition as well as, you know, run the session myself and hire my people to, to record me and stuff. So what is that number game? How has that numbers game in terms of that evolution? How well, has for- that shifted the platform for everyone? Well, for people starting out, it's great. For the newcomers, it's amazingly good because you can now audition out of your house in, in Toledo. Exactly. Okay. Um, for guys like me, it sucks because now what used to be a $10,000 job because of the union and residuals is now a $1,000 buyout on Voices.com or Voice123 or something like that because the companies realized, hey, these people are willing to do it for nothing. And so it's actually killing the business that used to be, and it's creating this new market, which unfortunately is not as lucrative. I mean, it can be lucrative. Uh, I mean, I I know I have a a client in New Orleans. I mean, there's no market in New Orleans, really, voiceover market. But she's on these sites, and, you know, she's making six figures. So So it can be done, but you have to be your own manager, your own agent, your own negotiator, your own lawyer, you know, your own accountant. Because now you have to negotiate everything and you have to keep tearing up your price and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, within the world of acting, we are all insecure human beings because that's why we went into acting. It's like, look at me, Dad, look at me, (laughs) you know. And I mean, how many people have have said to you, oh, my God, well, I would do this for free. I just love doing it. Okay. well, we hear that on occasion. Yeah. So for somebody to say, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks to do this radio commercial, 
there are the newcomers out there that go, oh my God, a hundred dollars to just talk to a microphone? I'll, hell yes, I'll do that. Well, little did they know that that used to be, you know, a $300 job. And then you would get residuals on top of that and maybe, maybe pocket about a thousand dollars for your time and effort, you know, because, right. because what, what they're not realizing is the advertising obviously is working. So therefore, you know, Budweiser or whoever the company is, is making millions and millions of dollars off of your efforts. Off of what he got you- excited about that and he knocked his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, those jobs are still out there. Those big paying jobs are out there, but they're few and far between. And, you know, you really do need an agent to get you those jobs and so on and so forth. So as far as, an, again, going back to, being the teacher here now, what I see those sites for for beginners is it's a year long class. I mean, if you take you take a month or two of classes with a guy like me or whoever is out there, okay, and then you sign up for one of these sites. I think it costs three or four hundred bucks to sign up for one Something of these like sites. That. That's Something about like the price that. of a four week class. Right. So you may as well sign up for that site and use that as because a guy like me, I'm going to tell you to practice every day. Right. Well. You may as well practice with real auditions at these, you know, crappy little companies that are putting these on these sites because one, they're not going to remember you. And two, you might hit some to at least pay for the classes and pay for the site. So, and it's, it's only going to make you a better actor. Now, some of the paradigm shift that goes on out there is discussion that there are bigger and um, let's say more lucrative companies that are going to these sites instead of doing it the old-fashioned way because of just time passing and the evolution of uh, non-union work, which has sure. basically exponentially um, grown in right. comparison to union work. Um, see, that's why I say the business is going to hell in a handbasket because 80% of the work 25 years ago used to be union. Now 80% of the work is non-union. So a guy like me, if you know, if I don't jump on the wagon and start to, you know, go FICOR and start doing non-union work. And again, some of the non-union work pays huge money. Right. So you got to go, well, you know, why would I turn down a $10,000 contract? You know, right. I got to right. feed my family. So it's it's one of those things that every every individual actor has to come to terms with at some point or another. You exactly. Know? So exactly. Advocate that people go and do all the non-union work, but you got to make that decision yourself. Because you, because there are people out there doing jobs for two, three hundred dollars at a pop, it really is killing the idea of you know why would these companies go union? Why would well, they? Let's talk about that for a minute. Because what about quality? Quality in terms of the voiceover acting that's going right. on. I, I would say most of the non-union stuff is crap. I mean, it's crap. <laughs> I've had the privilege to direct guys like Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson, Bob Bergen. Incredible you know, all talent. Banding out uh, to you, Richard Horvitz. Yep. Um, and, I mean, those guys Those guys will just blow you out of the water. I mean, they will walk in and just, just do things that you did not ever expect them to do. And you go, holy shit, this is why these guys are acting. who they are, yeah. Or they are and why they make the money they make and stuff. But again... You know, even they're having a hard time with it. You know, I mean, I, you know, I saw Jim Cummings at an audition the other day, and I'm thinking, Jim Cummings, why the hell is he auditioning? Well, you know, because the jobs are going away. You know, because and again, there's this new, there's this this resurgence of of 
identifying what voiceover is throughout the country, throughout the world right now with, with documentaries like I Know That Voice and, uh, you know, what's the other movie that... Uh, oh, yeah, the... Made. Uh, 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 the, the trailer thing. Um, in a world. In a world. Right? In a world. Yeah, and, and people, I mean, you know, as a teacher, it's great for me because people are calling me every day going, hey, man, I, don't, I want to come in and just read stuff and get paid, you know? Um, but then they realize, well, you know, it's a little more difficult than that, you know? Right. And, and, you know, the reason people like me charge the prices we charge is personally, I want to work with people who are serious about this. Right. And, you know, when, when somebody, when a novice calls me and says, you know, I've always been curious about this and I just saw this documentary, I want to try it. I'm like, well, you know what, just try a beginner class. And if you like it, then do it. Right. But don't think you're going to start making, I mean, people come to me and they go, yeah, you know, I, you know, I thought I would do this part time for some extra money. And I'll look at him and go, well, you know, it's going to take you three or four years before you make money at this, any kind of real kind of money, you know? And they're like, whoa, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, you know, I've been, I've been working at it for 30 years. And I'm still having a hard time making a lot of money, you know? So, so it's just one of those things that, you know, you don't do voiceover because it's a job. You don't do it because that's an interesting career choice. You do voiceover because you have to do it because there's nothing else you want to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) when I I was doing improvs, you know, when I was doing improvisational comedy back in the day, I was a newlywed and my wife and I would get in these fights because on Sunday nights I would go do my free improvs and I wasn't getting paid. Uh. And and she would go, you know, why would you, why would you want to go, you know, leave me and go see all your friends and blah, blah, blah. Cause we had just gotten married. And I basically said to her, because if I don't do this, I will die. (laughs) I'm like a shark swimming in water. If I stop moving, I'll die. And, and that's what voiceover is. And that's why, I mean, that's why my career has been so varied because I get, again, I'm lazy and I get bored easily with the same old thing. And when people say, you know, uh, well, voiceover, that's impossible. I'm like, well, okay, I'll do that. Comedy, that's impossible. Okay, I'll okay, try I'll that. Do that. <laughs> because, because, again, to me, like we talked about in an earlier discussion, it's the discovery process that's interesting to me. Right. I never set out to be the voiceover doctor. I never set out to be a director of, of voiceover. I did that out of necessity because it was a part-time, like I started directing at the voicecaster for six bucks an hour because it was a part-time job. It was close to my house oh my and I had kids and I was like, yeah, fine. I'll do that for a while because it was a creative process where I could still make money. Yeah. You know, the demo process started with my own demo. I needed a demo. My demo got me an agent in a week and then a friend Fantastic. of mine, Tim Halliott, he needed a demo. It got him an agent in two weeks. You know, then somebody said, hey, I'll give you 300 bucks if you make my demo. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Okay, sure, you know. And now and it, it's at cost. Just now, now it's $1,800. <laughs> but again, I own a studio now, so I got, I got a lot of overhead. I'm paying three other people now. I'm not making it in my garage anymore. Right. But again, it, it, it was all based on, on my reputation of, one, the demo process is I don't I won't make your demo if I don't think you're ready to make a demo because to make me look like an idiot because I'm putting out bad demos. And there are people that do that or there are people who make a, a, a novice sound better than they are when they get in the booth to actually do the job. I think I think they're doing that person a disservice. I think so. In a big, big, big way. What's going to happen once? I mean, I've I've had that happen to some of my clients where, you know, because I'll. 
I'll, I'll look at you and go, you know, why don't you wait? Why don't you hold on? And they're like, well, you know, no, I got to make a demo right now. And you throw a couple thousand dollars at me long enough, I'm going to go, all right, fine. Let's make Okay, fine. Yeah, you know, I'm a businessman. Right. But, but the difference between me and somebody else is I'm not going to make you sound better than you are. I'm going to figure, again, I'm the doctor. I'm going to figure out what you do. And that's what I'm going to put on the demo because that's how you're going to audition. Right. And you don't want, you know, because I've had, I've had agents call me personally and go, hey, we love this guy. How good is he? Oh, okay. Is, is he as good as the demo? And I'll go, yeah. He's a, because because again, my demos are. That's your approach. What do I mean? I mean, right. what's up? You know, you want the demo to be like a good headshot. Exactly. Want it to be like shot. You don't want to airbrush the hell out of a headshot and make yourself look that much better because eventually you're going to be in front of those people, and if if you've got warts all over your face, they're going to go, hey, what happened? We didn't what's see the. Where were the warts in the photo? Yeah. And the other thing is for people who come from the business world who aren't used to headshots, another way to look at it is it's like your written resume. You know, you're not supposed to lie on your resume. Don't do it in the demo. Exactly. Because what's going to happen within the process of you starting a career is your demo is going to get you in the door. That will get you in the door. But eventually, if you get an interview with an agent, that means they're interested enough to sign you. But when you come into the interview, they're going to go, here's five scripts, get in the booth. And they're going to see if you're as good as your demo. Right. And if you're not, they're going to say, hey, well, thanks a lot. We'll give you a call in a couple of days. And then you're never going to hear from them again. <laughs> and again, you know, Bob Bergen, uh, Bob Bergen always says, you get one chance in this town. You get one first impression in this town. And now pretty much across the country. Or let's say in the big markets. In the bigger for, markets. For the agencies. Right. So you want to you want to put your best foot forward. You don't want to start this too soon. You know what I mean? You don't want to go out there not ready because you're not going to get a lot of second chances down the road. I mean, you know, a year later, they're not going to remember who the hell you are. So yeah, there's your second chance. Right. But you do have but to wait I, for I, it. I had one guy who had this incredible voice just a beautiful voice and i was like oh my god you're gonna make so much money at this someday yeah but he thought he was a military guy so he was on a schedule i gotta have a demo by january i kept saying Uh. ready for it and he went out and made a demo with somebody else and he got an agent right away because he has this incredible voice but then i saw him like two or three years later and he goes you know what i'm not working i don't work i never work I go, because you're not a good actor. You're right. not good. I go, don't just rely on your voice alone, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's really great. And it's hard, but that's something you know that you got to know. You got to know this stuff if you're not, or you're not being practical for your own business. The bit, you know what? The business will always be there. It's, it's not going to go away. You don't think there, so? Yay! You know? So, so well, listen, that's fabulous. You've given us like a thousand gold nuggets at this point. I have a gold, gold, beautiful brooch and attached necklace <laughs> from all the gold nuggets that you've given. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Cash it in and we'll. we'll- <laughs> exactly. I'll share it with you. This is Kay Bess. Love that voiceover. We'll be right back. Hey there. Thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. Just a small, quick break to say thank you so much. This is my passion project, which means, you know, I'm not making money on this. It's just my way to give back to the VO community, which has given me so much over the years. You know, many fabulous people have helped me, advised me, mentored me, 
held my hand (laughs) at different times. So this show is my way of passing it on, kind of a gift that keeps on giving since it's recorded and you can listen to it anytime. I also want to thank you for listening because I'm so excited and thrilled and honored because this show has gotten over 85,000 downloads. Over 85,000 downloads. Wow. Cool. I'm so glad you like it. If you don't mind taking a moment to get a little bit more involved and you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe to the show and rate the show with some stars or some comments. Follow Love That Voice Over on Blog Talk Radio if you're listening on Blog Talk. Go to lovethatvoiceover.com, lovethatvoiceover.com, and sign up on the list, and I'll send you notifications when I have new interviews, new guests. Also, on Facebook, there's a Facebook page, Love That VoiceOver, where you can leave me comments. And on Twitter, you can chat with me after you've listened to a show. Just send me a note, at lovethatvo, at lovethatvo, and I'd love to hear from you. One last thing, it's voiceover improvisation. You've probably heard about it. You might have fears. You might have joys. You might have complete wild abandon. That's fantastic. Well, back in 2013, I created Love That Improv VO. Just like the stage in-person improv stuff, but I adapted it for audio only because nobody out there was doing it and I had to have it. So I made it myself. Check it out. LoveThatImprovVO.com or if that's too hard, just VOImprov.com and check it out. And follow on Twitter at VOImprov. Thanks. Now what I want to do is the famous Love That VoiceOver Rorschach quiz. Okay, this is going to be fun for you because it's basically on your feet, kind of like improv, just quick answers. Whatever comes to your mind, it's just whatever the mood is that you have right now. So we'll warm up with some easy things. I'll apologize out of time for offending anyone right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and then we'll start out with some easy ones, and then we'll go into some more like that dive a little deeper. We'll warm you up with some easy ones. What's your favorite current color? I would say red. What's your favorite farm animal or pet? Uh, dog. What kind of dog? Uh, well, I had a Springer Spaniel when I was a kid. So. Oh. Who is the favorite rock star, pop star, singer? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Paul Anka. Paul Anka. Favorite song? Do you, can you think of a title? Uh, a Paul Anka song? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, he, My Way. And so can you give me a line? And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. <laughs> My friends, I'll say it clear. Actually, Paul Anka's daughter is a voiceover artist. Oh, cool. Her name is Amanda Anka. And uh, she's a, a wonderful person, and she's married to Jason Bateman. Oh, God. Oh, I'm but so jealous of her, <laughs> although yeah. I have my own man. so. <laughs> but I love Jason Bateman. That's so cool. All right. Think about your closet. What kind of item in your closet can you think of right now? What's in there? Uh, Hawaiian shirts. Great. Awesome. Are they all from a certain brand? Tommy Bahama? They're, uh, basically, they're from uh, thrift stores. Ah. I go through thrift stores. I try to find the real expensive ones that are real cheap. So. <laughs> yeah. Now we learned a little bit about you. Cool. Um, 
What's your favorite? <laughs> no, I, you like to do a little bit of the shopping thing. That's fun. There's, I have that in common with you. Um, who's your favorite, either comic strip, cartoon, or cartoon character? Um, boy, there's a lot. Comic strip, cartoon. I, you know, I used to read BC all the time. Oh BC yeah, part- the cavemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always like walking that. around with their clubs. Yeah. Um, cartoon characters, you know what? I, I think uh, the brain, Pinky and the brain, I think Maurice LaMarche is just a genius. Fantastic, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love working with him, and I just love watching that cartoon. It's always And you know what? Townsend Coleman is the tick. Yeah. The tick is very funny, and I understand they're making a live-action movie with uh, Patrick Warburton now. Live-action? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Tick. The tick is coming back, but I, <laughs> watch I, out! The tick is coming back. And again, I'm going off of cartoons my kids watched, you know, back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, very I mean, cool. For me, I was a kid, you know. I I would watch uh, uh, Johnny Quest in Magic. Oh. Yeah, I got. How did that back. opening go? Do you remember the theme song at all? Oh, Johnny Quest! Did it um, or or did it have just a saying? Straight it. Uh, it was okay. an orchestra. Uh, uh, theme song. Okay, okay. It was just instrumental. If anybody remembers the Banana Splits Club. You yes! I used to <laughs> love that. One banana, yeah. two banana, three banana, four. Da, 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 da. And yeah. then uh, uh, and then they had they had different segments on that show, too. It was so cool. Oh, Danger Island! <laughs> <laughs> I used to love that. And they'd slide down a slide oh, when yeah. they started yeah. the show. The opening was them coming down a slide. It was all like rock and roll kind of stuff. Very, very yeah. cool stuff. My favorite cartoon was Kimba the White Lion. Kimba the White Lion is his name. Something like that. Oh, that one. It was a trippy that. one. Yeah, like I could never find it. I thought, was that an imagination that I had that was there? Growing up, when you were a child, not me, when yeah. you were a child, what was the yeah. name of your best friend? Uh, uh, <laughs> an odd name. Uh, Bing Mordecai. Wow. Tell us something you remember about Bing Mordecai. Bing Mordecai and I, uh, we met in seventh grade, and I, I befriended him because his name was Bing. I just thought it was kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually grew up uh, around the world of rodeo and horses. I grew up on a farm uh, community in Gurney, Illinois. So we rode horses. My dad uh, uh, used to be an old rodeo clown and stuff. So Bing Mordecai and I uh, once uh, entered a horse show. And came in second place. He had never ridden a horse before. And we did this race, Whoa. and we came in second place in this race. So that's oh, a, wow. That's a really big. cool. First, that we find out about your past on a on a was that a, a farm or a ranch? It was it was just a farm. My, you yeah. know, my dad my dad always wanted to be a cowboy, and so uh, so he bought some horses, and we grew up you know raising horses. Uh, that's fantastic. With, uh, six acres of woods and six acres of orchard and stuff like that. How does that. it feel and, in L.A. now compared to thinking of those memories? Well, one, a lot warmer. And, <laughs> and it, I mean, obviously, I've, I've chosen not to live the country life. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I to Chicago to become an actor, and I, I totally Haven't fell in love back. with the city. Haven't yeah. looked back. In fact, like I said, my, my daughter just moved, moved to Chicago because she loved the city so much. So. Hmm. That's it's just really the cool. voice of uh, McDonald's Happy Meals right now. Wow. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Very good. That, so that's kind of cool. Um, speaking of your daughter, maybe there's another answer to this too, but what one thing can bring, bring you pure joy? What one thing can bring me The first pure... thing that pops in your mind. Oh, well, my wife. My wife, Alice, is, is a saint. 
and and uh, I would put them equally up there with her. I have three children, and nothing brings me more joy than sitting around uh, a friend of mine, Jason Maybe, who built my my lovely booth here in my studio. Cool. He also put me a deck on the back of my house. Uh, nothing brings me more joy than sitting on that deck uh, with my family, making fun of each other and, and laughing. Yay! That's my life. That sounds wonderful. With your little sipping tequila. That sounds I, like a beautiful day. Usually there is tequila there. Usually, yeah. yeah. That sounds really nice. Um, is there anything that I've left out, any piece of advice, any thought you'd like to part with when you when we finish the uh, the episode here, finish the interview. Well, I, I boy, you covered a heck of a lot, <laughs> Rebecca. <laughs> um, I would say you know for people doing this, whether you're whether you're experienced or or inexperienced with it, you know, just keep doing it because it's a good time. Just, I mean, I've I've been an actor for a long, long time, and I continue to be an actor because I'm I'm just having such a good time doing it. And again, there have been years where I could barely get by, and there have been years where I've had, you know, phenomenal I- income, and, you know, we're out buying cars and stuff. Uh, but I've never stopped doing it because, because you're, it really is a seesaw kind of, kind of business and a seesaw kind of career. And, and it's the blue-collar actors like me who, who kind of keep it going, really. You know, I mean, at least I'd like to think that. <laughs> so the new keeping up, you know, I think uh, you got to do it for the right reason. And the best reason to do this is the joy of it and the people that you're going to meet. Because especially in voiceover, there's no better people in this business than in the voiceover business. They're willing to help you. I, there's a, a young man in England that I work with privately and he's made two trips to America, and we've made him demos, and he's worked with me and Bob Bergen and Richard Horvitz and Rob Paulson, and he's, nice. he's really worked hard at his career. And, and again, he's doing it for the right reason. He loves doing it. He just yeah. loves doing it, and this is all he wants to do. And he's become – it's been about a two-year process for him. I met him at a convention, and uh, it's just he, – he's really, really good now. Because he did the work. He did the work. He set himself up well. Yeah, and you do the work because it's just so much fun. Yeah, it is. It absolutely (laughs) is. I want to thank you from the bottom of my my heart for playing with me in the quiz, the very short quiz that we played, and also for sharing so much helpful information for everybody who listens. And I really appreciate it. It's um, The Voiceover Doctor, Bill Holmes. And you can find him at thevoiceoverdoctor.com. Voiceoverdoctor.com is the, not the. Not the, don't add the. Okay, thank you. Voiceoverdoctor.com. And uh, you'll be seeing him again on social media soon. (laughs) And you can watch some of his interviews on YouTube. Well, on my website, yeah, we have have a button for the Voiceover Doctor show. So you can go find the voice. Voice of a Doctor show, and I interview a whole bunch of people like you're interviewing me, and it's a it's a it's a good time. It's a it fun is a romp good in the woods. <laughs> and have your margarita ready. <laughs> we have it there. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, Rebecca. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Love That Voiceover. Lots of love to you, you sexy, beautiful, adorable person. Take care.